0: It's time for a pause in your day. Welcome to a podcast where we press the pause button on our busy lives for a few moments, and we focus on God's Word with Sharon and Nicole. We pray this is a time of refreshing for you. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries.
1: Welcome to Sweet Sela Moments. This is episode 125, Endings and Beginnings. We are starting a brand new season today. We'll be studying the first eight chapters of the book of Acts in the Bible. I've wanted to look at the early church for quite some time, and now we
0: are. We are. This was your choice, and I'm so glad you chose it, I'm Nicole. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fascinating to see how a band of random guys, mm. chosen on purpose by Jesus, <laughs> set out to share the good news of life after death and rescue from mm. sin's grip. It really is amazing when you think about it. Jesus chose unlikely men. He chose fishermen. He chose a radical zealot. He chose a tax collector, just to name a few. Some of the disciples just kind of show up, and we don't really know their background, but there they are, chosen by Jesus, not because of any great talent or fame, but because He wanted them. Mm. Isn't that the sweetest reason? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Kind of like He chooses us. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they literally, by walking in the Spirit, change the world mm. with the true message of salvation by faith in Jesus. It's an astounding story. Yeah.
1: It and really is. We get to study it together. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm really hoping that we can learn more about how they did church back then, Sharon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see what we can learn as we do church today. Yes. It'd be very yes, helpful. Yes. So let's start, though, with some background on the book itself. So I did some research, and the book of Acts was written by Luke, and I did not know that. No kidding. I was assuming it was written by Paul. <laughs> But it was written by Luke, and it was probably finished by 60 or 62 A.D., and they think that because um, Nero severely persecuted the Christians in 64, which you Mm -hmm. talk about, Mm -hmm. Um, and then Paul, his death was around between 64 and 68 A.D., they believe, so none of that was recorded. We kind of left Paul at the end of Acts, kind of in jail, waiting to see what happened. So they believe it was finished before then, since Luke didn't record it. Um, and Acts is the only biblical book that chronicles the history of the church immediately after Jesus' ascension.
0: It's a really important book. It's a book.
1: unique little book, yes. It is. Yeah. So this book provides us with a valuable account of how the church was able to grow and spread out from Jerusalem into the rest of the Roman Empire and eventually the entire world. Yes. And to us today. So this is really cool. Mm-hmm. So the title of the book of Acts comes from the Greek word Praxis. A word often used in early Christian literature to describe the great deeds of the apostles or other significant believers. Huh. So Acts of Believers, kinda cool. Yeah. In short, the book of Acts was written to provide a history of the early church, which is what we need.
0: Do you know what? <laughs> that was a fabulous introduction. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. So fun. Well, I had this is such a weird title for the beginning of a new series. Yeah. Endings and beginnings. (laughs) But I called this first episode that because it's kind of an overlap with the Gospel of Luke. Mm. Luke backs up a little bit before we get to the early church, to the ascension, when Jesus is lifted up from earth before he then moves forward mm. and chronicles what happens next. And I, I like that. You know how sometimes you're watching a movie and and then there's another part to it and they kind of give you a summary a little bit or yes. they bring you back a bit. So Luke is gonna start with Jesus' ascension mm. where he leaves. Because really, that's the beginning of when they have to figure things out without His physical presence oh, no. there.
1: Right. It's like a good recap for us. Right. Thank you, Luke.
0: Right. <laughs> and then they're in the same boat we're in. They, yeah. they get the Holy Spirit, which hasn't happened yet either,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: they don't have physical Jesus walking right, around with them. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's start by reading Acts 1-11. through 11, 1 verses 1 through 11, Hmm. our passage for today, and then we'll look at it in more detail. So I'll start with verse 1. Here we go. So, And here's the reference to the Gospel of Luke, right? In the first verse, Nicole. Here it is. In my first book, I told you, (laughs) Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Until the
1: day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further
0: instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. <laughs> I love that. Unbelievable. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God.
1: Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you with the gift he promised, as I told you before.
0: John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit.
1: So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord,
0: has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But,
1: but you, oh, oops, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, it's your turn. I know, but it's good I was a good getting first. really wrapped up. <laughs> but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth.
0: After saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching and they could no longer see him.
1: As they strained to see him rising into
0: heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing there staring into heaven? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Hmm. So there we are. Jesus has just left earth. Yes. And that's wow. what we're going to look about to at today. The way we're going to study this is we're going to look at small chunks mm-hmm. instead of just one verse at a time because Uh, Our last study was on Thessalonians, and that was a letter. It was a little different. This is history. Yes. And so I'm going to look at the first chunk, the first Mm -hmm. three verses, and chat about them, and then you'll get to move on after that. So here we go. So we're going to look at verses one through three first, and I'm going to read them again and then talk about them. So in my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen display apostles further instructions from the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive, and he talked to them about the kingdom of God. So Luke writes uh, precisely, Yes. He always does. We know that he's chatting to Theophilus, and that he actually (laughs) did that for Luke too. So even though tons of people read the Gospel, he had a specific person in mind. Mm. He researched it very well, Mm. his Gospel of Luke. We think that he got a lot of his information directly from Mary because oh, wow. i know because when you look at luke 2 yeah. we've got mary pondering things in her heart mm-hmm. we've got the incident of jesus going to the temple when he's 12 and her freaking out because she can't find him Oh, from a very motherly point a of motherly view a motherly point yeah. of view so wow. we think that he um got a lot of eyewitness accounts yes. and put it all together so oh, um so that's what he did so then he talks about the next very important thing that he's gotten from eyewitnesses, which is during 40 days after Jesus was risen from the dead, mm. that he kept appearing. It's interesting. He wasn't, nobody could pin him down for all those 40 days. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he was it, kind of everywhere. He was everywhere. He walked through doors. So yeah. his resurrected body could do things that his earthly body could not do. Wow. It's interesting. He's still the earthly body because you can see the marks in his hands. Yes. Uh, that hasn't changed, but the the ability to walk through doors is unique yeah. to him. I
1: tried it and I can't do it you yet. You can't do it. So. No, I walk
0: right into them. <laughs> exactly. So and he proved to them in many ways that he was really alive. That is such a fun verse. Because I know.
1: It makes me laugh. <laughs> it does.
0: But that is the biggest stumbling block for people. Yeah. What, you believe in somebody that died that they came back to life. Mm. That was a stumbling block back then, just oh, like sure. the virgin birth was. Right. As it is today, because these are supernatural events that don't happen. But they did.
1: Right. They mm. actually did. Mm.
0: And I think it's fun, too, that when he came back... He talked to them about the kingdom of God. A lot of training went on.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That We don't, we don't have that recorded. Mm-hmm. But I think it came out in the apostles' teachings and in the early church.
1: Oh, sure. He was prepping them oh. for when he
0: was going to ascend. Yeah. Isn't
1: that neat? That's so neat. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was around for 40 days after his death and resurrection.
0: I know it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so cool. excited about this book.
1: Yes. There's so yes. much I didn't know. <laughs> Okay, so my turn, and my section is verses four and five. So once when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So I think it's neat first that he was eating with them. He was doing very human things, mm-hmm.
0: though. One of the proofs. Ghosts, yeah. ghosts don't chomp down on food.
1: No. Didn't he say that when he first walked into the room? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, feed mm-hmm. me. Do you have some fish? <laughs> yes. yes. Because <laughs> they recognized his person. They recognized his face as Jesus. But it was still so fascinating. I can't wait to see what we're going to look like as we are resurrected. Uh,
0: I know. We're going to be changed be somehow. Yes. Because
1: he was enough different that they had to be convinced he was alive. Yes,
0: and evidently. We'll walk through doors.
1: I know. <laughs> we don't even have doors in heaven. <laughs> so he's eating with them. He's doing very human, very community based things with them still. Mm-hmm. And he's talk he's giving them instructions as he's living life with them still. Um, and this is Sony that sends you with the gifts he promised. So Jesus is about to leave, but God still promised to give them help, to give them gifts. He wasn't yeah. just leaving them with nothing.
0: Not abandonment. So
1: I love that he didn't, and he told them to wait until they had these gifts, this mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. So God doesn't send us out unprepared. Like, okay, well, I was here did do my job. Good luck to you. He was like, wait, let me let me prepare you for this. Let me give yes. you what you need in order to go out and do what I've called you to do.
0: I love that. Very I neat. I love that, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they knew what he meant when he said, you'll be baptized by the Holy Spirit.
1: I know. Probably not. This was all so new to them. Yeah, They were the first believers to have Jesus among them and then leave. And then the Holy Spirit, they were the very first. So all of this was so new. Exactly. Probably had no context. So he probably tried to be like, okay, you were completely immersed in water and you came out different.
0: Mm-hmm. The Holy
1: Spirit is going to completely immerse you and you will be different.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So he did a good job trying to explain it. They're probably like, what is going on?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what exactly is this? Yeah. It would have been very mysterious, I, I know. think. know. Yeah. So, all right. Well, my turn with verses six through eight. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore hmm. our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea in Samaria and to the ends of the earth which is mm. so cool mm-hmm. so okay so they're they're they've got Jesus back mm-hmm. he's resurrected he's eating fish he's right. he's talking to them about the kingdom and they're like so so when is it coming right, right? right. because ready, all along you know part of the old testament prophecies right. haven't been fulfilled yet because Jesus' second coming is coming as the the warrior king, mm-hmm. right? And so, what messed up some people um, with Jesus' first coming is they didn't read the like Isaiah fifty three passages that said he was going to suffer and right, die. Right. They just looked at the warrior passages. Ooh, yeah, the ones you know? they
1: wanted to happen now because right. right then they were living in oppression. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And so they're still like, so is it now? Is it now? Is right. it now? I wonder when they got to heaven, they're like, really, two thousand. Plus years, (laughs) still? (laughs) You know, it's just so funny. It's just so funny to me. But, anyways, um, Jesus gives a very clear answer Mm. these dates are not for you to know. Okie dokie. We don't get to know it.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: sometimes our children ask us things and we're like, you do not need to know that right now. Right. Yeah. Like what is in my Christmas present or whatever? You do Mm. not need to know that now.
1: (laughs) And it's not out of maliciousness or lording it over. It's out of concern and love because we know that they can't handle that information or it would be damaging or whatever. Yes. So God knows that we cannot handle that information. No, we can't.
0: Nicole, can you imagine what it would be like if they'd been told, let's wow. let's just say Jesus is coming back in 3,000 years afterwards, because right. I don't know, and it's not for me to know. Right. But <laughs> let's just say that. And what if he said, well, I'm coming back in 3,000 years. Okay, so where is the anticipation of being ready for him to come?
1: Oh, yeah. You sl- I would slack off hard. Like, oh, we got another thousand years before he comes. I don't have to be a good Christian. I just mm-hmm. need to survive this. We got mm-hmm. another thousand years living mm-hmm. on this earth.
0: Exactly. It would be terrible. It would be terrible. Wow. That's why we can't know. Yeah. Because... Every generation has to know, this may be the last one where people can hear mm, about Jesus. Yes, We
1: can't get lax. We need that sense of urgency. We do. We really we do, because we're so, so lazy in and of ourselves. <laughs> we,
0: we are so naturally lazy. <laughs> we, we really are. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Okay, so then in verse 8, he returns to talking about the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So mm. you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, whatever that is. Yeah. And I love the way you described it, immersed in God's own spirit Mm. is what's going to happen. And then he gives a little bit more. He says, you're going to receive power.
1: Oh, yeah. That's
0: interesting. That's new. Yeah, that is new. Now, when he sent them out two by two, when they were um, still apostling, discipling with him before right. the before his death, um, he gave them temporary power from the Holy Spirit to heal. Yes, But it was temporary for the mission.
1: Yeah. And even in the Old Testament, some people had the mm. Holy Spirit would come upon them
0: for a time, for mm-hmm. a certain task. Right. But never stayed. Never stayed. But now there's going to be this immersion mm. where the Holy Spirit is within us, where we're just like, you know, He's all through us, um, and there's going to be that power that's That's there, which is so exciting. I know. And then he tells them their job. Mm. You're my witnesses. Mm-hmm. And and I've told the story a million times. Ray Gamble came to know Christ because mm. they were the witnesses, mm-hmm. because they walked with Jesus, and, and they saw him die, and they saw him rise again. And rather than deny what they saw, mm. they endured horrible deaths oh, yeah. because it was true, mm-hmm. and they knew it was true. And that's how my husband came to faith, was Amazing. their witness. That's so beautiful. So he tells them that, you're going to be my witnesses, But can you imagine them being told? They're going to tell people everywhere, like, to the ends of the earth? What? Are you kidding me? That's a very big task, That's a (laughs) huge (laughs) task. How in the world? Better get
1: some better sandals.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But I kind of like that this is even good advice for us. You mm-hmm. know, we start in our own Jerusalem, yeah, right right, right here with our family. With mm-hmm. I mean, I, my little Jerusalem was my mom leading me to Christ at age four. Right. right. Oh, I love that. And then in school, I bridged out a little bit to my Judea, and I told mm-hmm. my school friends about him, and then Samaria. And, and now we're on a podcast that's heard all over the world. Right. So it does happen.
1: Yes. It does. But we don't have to panic and head out to the farthest reaches of the world tomorrow. No, no. We need to start, like you said, small
0: with our little Jerusalem. Yes, and then he that. and he kept some people right in Jerusalem. Yeah, some of them you know, didn't. Not leave. everybody went to the ends of the earth, and yeah. he raised up Paul, and Paul did a lot of the ends of the earthing. Right. right? <laughs> so, but it's just so fun that right then they're listening. What? Wait, we're going to do what? Maybe getting a little overwhelmed, and God's like, just don't yeah, start with start here.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right, then I'll finish up with verses 9 through 11. These are fun verses. So after saying this, he was taken up into a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. Oh my word, I love these verses. I just, you picture yourself there just watching like Jesus after you've gone through so much with him. They followed him, they learned from him, they Mm -hmm. they betrayed him, they were restored to him, they watched him be beaten and killed, they despaired. And here he was again. They had him back. And now he's leaving again.
0: <laughs> and only 40 days later.
1: Only 40 days. Yeah. They probably were, I'm thinking their minds were whirling, trying to connect all the things he had said about his yes. death yes. with the, the reality of that and the reality that mm-hmm. he was resurrected and, and everything was coming to a completion. It's like, okay, so what did he say then? Does it mean this now? All of that in 40 days. And then, yeah. hey, you're going out to the ends of the world so much. Their little brains are so probably much. processing so much. Yes. And they're just standing there watching him go to heaven. Probably. I wonder how long they stood there.
0: <laughs> I would have been hoping he came back down again. That's like, for sure.
1: But maybe maybe he was joking. Is this a test? What's that? Is that no, it's a bird. <laughs> and I love that though. But Jesus even immediately doesn't leave them in that state of, Loss of a dear person they love yes. so much. Yes. He sends his, I'm assuming, angels because they appeared suddenly.
0: I think they probably were. Some angels yeah. go, like,
1: Guys, what are you doing here? Why mm-hmm. are you staring? He's coming mm-hmm. back. So immediately Jesus comforts them, reassures them that he's coming back.
0: Yes. But yes. you have a job to do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you, you actually were told to go and wait in Jerusalem right. for the Holy Spirit. Why are you so. standing here? You have a job. Yeah. Such a beautiful
1: thing that God. Um, comforted them and reassured them and pointed them back to what they were supposed to be doing. He's such a kind God. He didn't leave them gaping there at the sky Mm -hmm. going, what do we do now?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. They needed a little more of a nudge there, definitely. And I love too that it says that he will return from heaven in the same way,
1: because that's been
0: passed down to us. I know they probably thought, if they probably looked at the sky a lot, wondering, is this the day he's coming back the way he left, right? And of course, it wasn't for any of them, and it may or may not be for us, but we've got in Revelation that um, wonderful talk, and I think Jesus said it too, that the Son of Man is coming um, like lightning in the sky. No one's going to miss it. Wow. When he returns the entire world is going to know it so it'll be a little quiet cloud elevator coming down yeah we'll it's going to be pretty amazing oh my goodness, so it exciting. really is <laughs> so we're still looking forward to that second coming yeah so my dad used to say keep your eyes to the skies mm. look for him yep. yeah oh, yeah that's so neat i love it okay so there's our sort of dissection of it all. Mm. But now we're going to look at the whole passage together and answer some of the key questions that Mm. we're asked. And our three questions for this whole season will be, what was my favorite verse and why? What did we learn about God? Mm -hmm. I always want that. Why don't we learn about God from this passage? And number three, what did we learn about the early church and how can we apply that Mm -hmm. to today? Because I really do believe the Bible is practical as well. We are mm-hmm. learning history, but we also want to, well, what did I learn for me? How, yeah. What can I do now based right. on what I've learned? So. No, I love that. So why don't we start with you and your favorite verse? Mm.
1: I love verse 11, the very last verse. Uh, men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. So I just love God's provision and his care and his yes. compassion to comfort them. And probably a bit of a scary moment, like, oh no, we're on our own. Yeah. And then that beautiful promise that he's coming again. Yes, So be ready. He's coming. So I just think that's so neat because it was a, comfort to
0: them and a comfort to, to us. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'd said goodbye to him when he died. And then only 40 days later, they had that second. So oh, oh, the so comfort tough. was needed. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. What about you? Um, I chose verse seven, where Jesus said, um, you replied, the father alone has the authority to set those dates mm. and times, and they are not for you to know. Mm. I wrote, I'm being trained in waiting And that builds trust and faith. Yeah, we we don't know everything, but you know what? If we knew everything, where's the faith? Where's the trust? We wouldn't go to him because we know it all. We know it all. So this is a training time for us. Mm. Do we trust that he's coming again? Do we look up to the sky with anticipation? Do we have faith? after over 2,000 years, that, yes, he will. Mm. He'll be back. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So that was my favorite verse because I've had a lot of training and waiting this year. (laughs) I
1: know. You're like, it's not my favorite year.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So I'll start with this one. What did we learn about God from this Mm. passage? So one thing I learned about God, and it's from my favorite verse, Hmm. God is not obligated to tell me everything. (laughs) I would like him to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's so nice if he was. Yes. But <laughs> and
0: sometimes it would make decision making easier, you yes, know? Yes. Yeah. Do I do this or that? Well, if I knew the outcome, I'd know which way to Clearly go. i pick which one. Right. Uh, right. But I don't. Yeah. So um, God wants me to gain um, and grow in trust and faith. Yeah. And therefore, I'm not going to know everything and I better just receive it like a little kid <laughs> and not pout about it. So that's good. And then, Number two, God doesn't abandon us. The Trinity, the the Spirit part of the Trinity lives in me. And that's a huge mystery and gift. Mm. My God is not just outside me. He's always in me. I can't lose Him. If I go to prison, He's in me. You know, if somebody puts me on a deserted island He's in me. He's mm-hmm. with me. They cannot. They can't do it, Nicole. They can't, they can't take separate. God from me.
1: Oh, I love it. That's so good. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's a great thought. Yeah.
0: So how about you? What did you learn about God from this passage?
1: Oh, very similar. I was so impressed by that, the fact that we are never abandoned or unprepared to do what God mm-hmm. has called us to mm-hmm. do. He mm-hmm. calls us to sometimes it feels like an impossible task, but He's there with us. Mm-hmm. He prepares us. He comforts us. And I put also, God living in us. Wow. Like we have the power of God with us forever. Mm -hmm. We don't get it Mm -hmm. taken. It's not taken back when our job is done. God has given us the Spirit forever, and that power is always available. And I, wow. (laughs) It's hard for my little brain to process. Yes,
0: (laughs) Yes. And we forget that. We do. I do not tap into that No, we we don't. That's exactly it. It's there. We don't tap into it.
1: We take it for granted, I think. I wonder if the people that had it for a shorter period of time were, they could feel it more, or had more of a rush with it, and it was gone. They missed it. We... We remember. I remember very vaguely my period of time without the Holy Spirit in me, and I remember the feeling when I was saved, and it was mm-hmm. a remarkable feeling. Yes, but I've had Him in me now for 31 years. Yes, so
0: I think sometimes we forget what it was like to live without the Holy Spirit. It, yeah, we do, and He's still. it's not like we're robots. He's not. He's not programming our every move. Right. So we still have choice. We do. Yeah. To not tap in. Right. And to go our own selfish way. Yeah. And to grieve Him, yes. because He's a part of us.
1: Right. Right? we make those choices, it keeps sinning. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a good reminder to me to be in that place of awe still, that
0: mm-hmm. like a
1: fresh, like He's he's in me. God anointed me with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. What am I doing about that? Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. Totally immersed. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nicole, what did you learn about the early church and, mm. and application kind of yeah.
1: things? So they asked a lot of great questions. They were asking Jesus, even the the silly questions like, hey, when are you going to come and defeat the kingdom? And when are you going to be the warrior king? But they, they weren't afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And they listened and they obeyed. When the, mm-hmm. um, the angel said to go to Galilee and to wait, they listened mm-hmm. and they waited. They got the, the Holy Spirit, the help from the Holy Spirit. Um, so I think that was really... Very wise of them. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. To gather their wits before they went out into the ends of the earth. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I thought that was good. I love
0: that. Yeah. And and listening is a very important part of being the church. Yeah. As a body. And the whole body. They went to Jerusalem, not Galilee. Oh, yes. Yeah. But anyways, the whole, all of them did it. as a church.
1: Well, so that was the other thing, too. They didn't do things alone. Yeah, They talked to each other. I think even God sent them out in Mm -hmm. pairs. They were never Mm -hmm. alone in that. So I think, like, how can that apply to us today? Not to try to do this on our own. To ask good questions of each other and our pastors and our people that, you know, study the Bible.
0: And do it together. And do it together, yeah. Absolutely. But not forget
1: to ask the Holy Spirit, because He did give us a wonderful guide, right living within us. He
0: surely did. Yeah. He surely did. And then, you know, like with our church goes in a certain direction, like now we're going to be working with a program that adopts orphans from Africa, which we yes. did for a, se- a season. Yeah we went in the same direction, Mm. and we either supported those that were, or we were one of the ones that did. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like the togetherness there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, What about you? So, well, what I learned about the early churches, they started out pretty confused, (laughs) which (laughs) comforts me. They expected Jesus to be king right away, straining their eyes to heaven, come back, you know. (laughs) Um, It must have been hard to see Jesus leave that scary moment. So their church... That the church started with a great loss of God's physical presence on earth as Jesus. Oh, yeah. You wow. know, it started with loss, yeah. which is so fascinating to me. Um, so, I just, uh, in terms of application, there are going to be times of loss, mm-hmm. there's going to be times of sadness. Yeah. Um, but great things can come out even of sad times. Oh, sure. Because yeah. out of that huge loss came a cohesiveness as a group, mm-hmm. like we're going to see. And obedience together, mm. so that together they could do Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Right. So, um, so loss loss can lead to still victory. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. So, anyways, I think it is going to be so much fun to oh, yeah. watch them band together and yeah. to see them do what they do. And we're, mm-hmm. we're actually stopping in chapter eight and Paul starts in chapter nine. Mm-hmm. So early church, even before Paul, yeah. the church that Paul persecuted is what we're looking at. Oh, so wow.
1: That's it's, so neat. it's actually
0: <laughs> kind of fun. So we're mostly looking at the disciples and the ones that they converted.
1: Yeah, so. this, I think it'll be so fascinating because you think of the early believers. Oh, well, they're the heroes of the faith, and how mm-hmm. they did marvelous things for God. But I love seeing their their humanness too. Yes, their confusion, yes. their loss, their scared. You know, I love seeing like, oh, okay, I can relate to that because exactly. <laughs> I'm right there yes. with you.
0: <laughs> yes, they they were never superhuman.
1: No, and how did they do? Yeah. it And how they went back to God. Right. So this will be so good. It
0: will. Well, let's pray. Oh my. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the testimony, the witness, the beauty of the early church. Thank you for the 12 rough and ready men you Mm. chose in your sovereign wisdom, using the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Mm. Thank you for what they did. Thank you for their testimony and their faithfulness. Oh, Lord, I really do want to meet them someday, your, your precious men. And Lord, as we study in the weeks ahead, um, teach us. Teach us how to do church well Mm. together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: We are so glad to be back with this new season that's all about the early church. Studying God's Word always yields treasures, and today was no exception. We'd love to hear from you. How's your church life going at the moment? Did you learn anything new from today's talk? You can email us at sharon at or comment on this episode at sweetseelaorg slash podcast. Join us next week for episode 126, The Waiting Days. Have you ever had to wait for something not knowing exactly how long the wait would be? That's hard. We'll be talking about that next week as we dive into the second half of Acts chapter one. Have a great week.
0: We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.